Welcome to the She Powered Podcast with your host, Domenica Escatel. Welcome to another episode of the She Powered Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I am your host, Domenica Escatel, and I have an exciting conversation with Norma Darnell. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation, but before we do, let me officially introduce Norma. Norma was born and raised in Nogales, Arizona. And if you're from Nogales and I am saying that wrong, I apologize. Um, It's a small border town in Arizona. Her parents were immigrants from Mexico with no education. Her father taught himself English by studying late at night. His determination for a better future was instilled into Norma. She skipped playdates and studied books and watched Sesame Street to learn English. Norma was the first in her family to obtain a degree in social work. She worked in social work for six years and advocated for low-income families. Norma created and developed a low-income housing plan that helped families obtain income and housing stability. The housing program Vida Nueva obtained a presidential award. Norma transitioned to being a stay-at-home mom of two toddlers. She continues to dream big knowing that she can instill those same values in her children to also dream big. Norma has an Etsy shop where she creates trendy mom tees and recovery statement tees. So if you're on Etsy, um, big fan of Etsy, be sure to connect with Norma. We will drop all her links in the show notes. And let's dive in. And Norma, thank you for being our guest today. And let's start off by you introducing yourself and letting everyone know a little bit about you. Um, Let's dive in. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm Norma Darnell, and I have uh, a podcast, and I'm a mom of two boys, and I recently started a trendy t-shirt company. And I'm a proud Latina. I just had to add that in there. <laughs> of course, add it in there. <laughs> I love it. Norm, I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you for coming on the show and being open to this conversation. So in the spirit of um, cafecito conversation, what is your favorite beverage? I love ice latte with heavy cream and an extra shot of espresso. Oh, that sounds so good. So I have to tell you that right now, you would think I would say cafecito, right? But it's going to be golden milk. I came across it a couple of months ago, and I love it. It's turmeric, cinnamon, and ginger. And then, you know, I heat up the milk, stir it in, and it turns the milk gold, obviously. And it's just so, so good. I had a little canelita on top. And it's like my go-to drink right now. But um, I think uh, definitely prior to COVID, I was going to Starbucks a lot. Pero ya me calme. So um, I'm just excited to dive in. I think we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And, um, you know, I really was excited to talk to you because I feel like Lately, there's been a lot of people that have crossed my path, a lot of moms that have really asked me a question that I feel really needs to be brought to the table. And that's like, 
your heartstrings, when your heartstrings are being pulled and you're a mom and then now adding the pandemic, like, what do you do? And so, um, you know, it's a question that I feel takes a lot of work to answer with that. And, but I think when it comes to being a mom, we can't forget to take care of ourselves, right? And I lately I've been saying, I've been using the metaphor of like, when you're on the airplane, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can put it on your kids, because what good is it if you pass out and they're okay, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yes. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I love that. Oh, I love this subject because, um, well, even for me a little bit before COVID, I think every mom goes through this transition of like, you be, you know, you become a mom and then you have to learn to connect who you are, who you used to be, and then who you are as a mom and like learn to just combine them. Um, and I think what happens is that sometimes we try to like, you know, separate them. Um, and then we just become all moms and all about, you know, my children and we get stuck in that identity, which is an important identity, but you're also you. And like you said, you first have to take care of yourself. So for me personally, I have a two and a one-year-old, so they're very young, first of all, and very high maintenance. And so in that, I, I completely like lost myself and I remember one time looking in the mirror and I'm just like I think I forgot who I am and you know to be honest I was cranky I was dealing with you know a lot of anxiety and then when I one day I just I looked at my children and I thought you know I can just because I've entered this season of motherhood and then you know COVID with everything shutting down as well like just because all those things are going around that does that I'm not going to allow those things to put a limit on right. my dreams. So I actually then began to dream again and take care of myself and do those little things like spend that alone time or go, you know, talk to friends, um, comb my hair. Right. You know, if you're a mom, you're going to feel me on this comb my hair. Um, <laughs> put jeans on, right? <laughs> and and what's um, what amazed me was that as I began to write down the dreams that I had, you know, before and just made those small steps to accomplish those goals and just balance also being a mom, I found that that like that really that all that anxiety that I was feeling and that identity crisis I I think I want to call it that it just, you know, it diminished. It was like, wow. Like, and I'm a healthier mom, a healthier wife, a healthier Norma. So there is power in first taking care of us because who we are, that is what we then pour out. That's so true. So I, and so I definitely just want to impart that to my children as well, that, you know, you can dream and, nothing can can stop you if you are determined enough to just do it. No, I love it. I love it. Yes, girl. 
what was the thing that that like how would you describe or what was the moment that you felt like wait a minute i kind of locked myself a little bit and how did like how did you recognize that and then how did you start to like move forward or move past it wow that's such a good question <laughs> uh <laughs> It is, girl. Um, so I think um, I first, it, like I said earlier, actually, it sounds kind of a little out there. But when I looked one time in the mirror and I was like, okay, you know, my hair was dry. Like, <laughs> uh, I think it's, it was like physically, I could see like the manifestation of like, you haven't taken care of yourself. Mm. So I think okay. when I saw it physically, like in front of me it's like wow like you you have put yourself way like at the end way at the bottom 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 and so I uh, so then one of the things that I did was I looked kind of at you know my schedule because you know we all know because of COVID with our children we are stuck at home with them and some right you know, moms out there have had a homeschool and all that. So I had to like look at my schedule and think like move things around to where I would have alone time. I talked with, you know, my spouse because he, you know, he's my partner in life. And I'm like, hey, um, I I need help. And, and these right. are my needs. And I think we're also afraid to speak up to what, you know, what we need. And he was so willing. He's like, yes, like I would love to just help you take more care of yourself and do what you need to do. And so then as I started to have kind of that alone time, that reflective time, I started to write down things that I could do and also at the same time still stay at home with my kids. And so that's how I came up with the whole uh, t-shirt company. And I did that because I love, I love clothes. And right. Fun girl, we all do. <laughs> that is true. We all, <laughs> I love clothes and I could just design them for fun. And for right now it's small just so that I could have that balance of, Hey, get my creativity flowing, but also, um, be able to be, you know, with my children. So kind of that, you know, that balance giving to both places. So. No, I love that. Thank you. Those are, that's some really good advice and some really good tips on how to recognize that and just kind of move forward. And I think um, when you're able to also focus on like creativity and in a project, like in your case, you said t-shirts, I said, that's also an opportunity to give yourself like, give yourself a little bit of a mental break where you're focusing on something else. So I always recommend that, like find that one thing that gives you that break, whether it be painting. You can probably see behind me if I move here a little bit, my friend is probably in the way. Um, so the top two paintings on the on the screen are not mine, but the one with um, kind of mimicking Frida with the flowers on her hair. That is one of the smaller paintings that I painted. And so I found myself during the pandemic um, doing a lot of painting. And I also love painting with music, you know, let music play, um, worship music play, and then I'll just kind of paint to the feeling and the emotion that kind of come out. So that's also one of my ways to decompress. Yeah, you end up with the best paintings and like before you know it, shapes and things start to evolve. So that's always something that I recommend. Anyone just trying to figure out where do I start? What do I do? 
And, um, you know, another thing that I like to do is also turn on candles in the morning. And I know when I always share this with my friends, they're like, no, Benita, what do you, candles are for the evening. You can't even see them in the daylight, but there's something about just turning them on and having them near me. And then, you know, having that smell, um, that really gives me a sense of like calm and I'm able to start my day in a good way. And so that's also another trick that I do to be able to, you know, just, just start positive. And um, I, so I want to talk a little bit about, there's so many things that you said that I want to talk about, but I want to know more about this teacher business. So what, what exactly do you do? Do you put images, quotes, like how, do, how does that work? Oh yeah, no, actually that's um, a great question because I, so many people want to, you know, dive into it a little bit. So um, pretty much I, so like I said, I'm started off like with, okay, clothes and there I try to use like motherhood quotes or sp spirituality quotes related to spirituality and also just recovery, any form of recovery, mental health, you know, addiction. Um, so I, like I said, I my one of my goals is to keep it simple. Um, as you know, my kids get older, I definitely have other goals in mind to go bigger. But for now, um, I keep it, you know, small and simple on Etsy. Um, okay. It's easy to make at home. But then for like designs, like actual real design pictures, I don't think a lot of people know this, but you can create an account with Redbubble. Okay. It's a print on demand company where there is no cost up front because they use you to be the artist basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you can go to this website and you can create, you know, any designs, pictures, t-shirts, and then they print them for you and then they ship them to the customer. So then you get a small fraction of that. But basically uh, I just, I love that because, you know, we're talking about creativity and it's like, you get to be creative and then you get to, have someone else do all that hard work, like the shipping and the printing and the all that. So it's kind of like a an outlet to work smarter, not harder. Right. And how easy? How is it? How easy is it for any mom that's listening or anyone out there that is like, you know what? I want to start doing something that I feel passionate about, or they have been thinking about it. It's kind of been a dream and or test the waters with, you know, designing things for t-shirts or hats. And it really is an opportunity to have an, um, an opportunity to make some extra money and be able to contribute to family or even to save up for other things. Um, you know, I always kid around that I say I didn't grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur, but it just is a common thread in my life. I remember seeing, it was Oprah in San Jose. She came there like a, maybe five years ago. And that was something that she, it, it stood out on my mind that she said, look for your common threads. And I was either making bracelets when I was younger. I was selling chocolates. If I was a Girl Scout, I probably would have been selling Girl Scout cookies, but I wasn't. <laughs> and, um, you know, I there's always an opportunity to, 
where you can turn your passion to profit. So I absolutely love that you took something and you just ran with it and you opened an Etsy store. So you're completely an Etsy shop owner, you know, and I think that's amazing because you can completely get creative with it. And I'm sure if anybody requests something, you can do it for them. Like how fun. Yeah, no, that too. I enjoy it too. And, you know, for those that prefer to maybe use the platform of Redbubble. So there's a lot of other companies out there that are called print on demand, which is mm -hmm. they'll just print your designs for you and ship them for you and they take care right. of all the finances, all that. It's super simple. I spent like seven hours on YouTube learning all the tips and tricks. <laughs> so here's my crash course. You, yes. all, you need to, <laughs> all you need to do is get the cat. It's called Canva, the Canva mm -hmm. app. Um, so it is free, but if you want kind of fancier designs, pictures, all that, you pay $12 a month. And then you create a Redbubble account and then you upload your designs from Canva. You switch them over to Redbubble. That's it. Because they do all the marketing for you. I love Redbubble. that. So, and then, you know, Etsy is a little bit more complicated, but still mm -hmm. simple. Um, if you uh, want to just capture a different, you know, different audience. I kind of just wanted to have too little side gigs just because right. it makes me feel fancy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no well, i just i um i want to attract a different audience and so right. um with etsy same thing you know you just you do the canvas designs you upload you upload the pictures mm -hmm. and yeah so anyone no, can I do love it. it i love it own it like i heard that one of the first things that I learned about being an entrepreneur is that an entrepreneur always has seven avenues of income. So seven different ways that they can make money. So definitely I hear two, right? You know, Etsy is one opportunity and then Redbubble is another opportunity. Even though you're making t-shirt, t-shirts for both, it is two different avenues, two different ways of, of putting your product out there. And most likely you have two different audiences. So I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, yeah, it's it's fun and fun and easy. Love it. Yeah, that's amazing. I think definitely for whoever's listening or if you're watching, um, there's always an opportunity to turn your passion to profit. And t-shirts is a great way, very cost effective, especially if you connect with a company that's print on demand for sure. And so there was another thing that you had said that caught my attention that I really want to talk about, do a little bit more of a deep dive. And that is like asking for help. Because I think as mothers, you know, sometimes we kind of forget that, you know, if we have a significant other that, you know, we can lean on them and ask for help and, or that, you know, there's whatever your support system looks like. Why, why do you think that we kind of forget to do that? that that is a great question you know i i think uh i can for myself but i think a lot of you know moms struggle with this too is mm -hmm. that we have this idea that once we've entered you know motherhood and then especially if we're we stay at home with our kids we we buy into this idea that we have to do it all 
and right. that you have to be superwoman and that the only way that you are super mom or amazing is if you can do it all and if you can do it all on your own. And I think also, you know, social media, people, outside influences mm -hmm. sent us the message that strong means you do it on your own. You, right. you know, you show, you demonstrate confidence because you can do it on your own and you're strong and you don't show vulnerability. But I, I actually think the opposite. I think vulnerability is a powerful and beautiful thing. So, um, and you know, I was surprised when I really just, you know, when I came to my husband and I'm like, you know, I think this is what I need. I need, I need breaks and I need, uh, you know, this time during the week, maybe we can work right. that out. And just how willing he was. And he even said to me, like, I, something that I think is so valuable and important. He said to me, you know, I've always wanted to help you. I just didn't know how, like, I knew you were struggling, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to help. I didn't know how you needed that help. And that is because again, I also was giving that appearance of getting it all done and I was getting it all done. You know, right. if it meant staying up till one in the morning doing laundry, I got it all done by myself. And guess what? Now my husband is laundry. So um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's because it's just those little things of like, um, and, and really, to be honest, I'm glad you asked this question because I noticed that as he started to help me more or just mm -hmm. even my support system as I allowed them and not try to okay. be so controlling and kind of let a little bit go of control of like, no, my children have to have this, 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 this way, and you must do it that right. way. As I kind of let go of that and as I you know, as I let my husband help me more, I realized that there was a little part of me that was like, oh, I, I kind of want to take over again because I could do it so much better. And, um, and it just, you know, and so I caught myself and took a step back and I'm like, no, they want to help you. And you know what, Mama, your value as a person isn't based on how well you can just show everyone that you can do it all on your own. Just let them do it. It's just letting go and right. feel so good. So I definitely feel, you know, the difference. I get more rest um, and I just get that self-care in and I am more present with my children as well. I noticed that too, just right. more present and more rested. So, right. And I, be, I, I would think too that the feeling also, right, of being able to not take everything on and having that space to also do self-care. And then the bonus of it is being able to have that, that open space to show up more for your kids, right? As before, you know, it was probably more easier to not have the energy or just feel like you didn't have the time, but now you know, by getting that extra help, you're able to now do this in a different way. So I think that's great. Thank you for, for being open to talk about that, because I feel like it's a very important thing to throw out there and be transparent. And hopefully anybody that's watching or listening, you know, we plant that seed that it's okay to give ourselves grace. And as mothers, as wives, as sisters, as aunts, you know, it's okay to, to say no to things or to say that, you know what, right now I just need the space where I just need to 
work on myself and be me and figure out how that's going to look like. Because I think as females, we're naturally nurturers and we want to help, but then we forget our, we forget about us, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just think it's just so, you know, like I said, just, I was so amazed at how, you know, my husband's like, I wanted to help, but I didn't know how. And I think sometimes that's true too. Like our support system, they might see us struggling, but they don't know how to help. So how, like, so how important it is to have, you know, that communication as well. Right. Because I think that's too also when it comes to the power of our voice, we sometimes we forget to use it because as a simple, you know, asking for help is very, it's a very simple way to use your voice. And if nobody knows what you need, nobody's going to know how to help you. So I think that's, that's a really great lesson to share because, you know, I could think times when I'm just going, 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 and I forget to, you know, lean on other people and ask for that help. And it, it it's like, oh, I could have done that sooner. I could have just said, you know, that was easy. They said, yes. Um, I've worked with uh, the Head Start community in early childhood education for so many years. And so I was exposed to moms, grandmas, you know, a lot of females, um, a lot of different cultures. And I think especially um, being a Latino, it gives you a little bit of a cultural narrative that you can ask for help depending on how traditional your family is. That's true. Yeah, and I think that's also something that um, I like to bring to the table as awareness because um, being first generation Latina, you know, a lot of this generation breaks a lot of things. You know, they paved the way for a lot of things because um, I remember I, I tease my mom, I tell her, I, you know, that thinking is del año del caldo. You know, and I try to explain to her, I'm all, let me fast forward a little bit for you. <laughs> you know, and she laughs and, and she recognizes now because she's heard me say it so many times like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not 2021 thinking, you know, I'm thinking of what I grew up in. And I think that's also something else to recognize is the way that you know, a parent grew up in and the way their environment was, the, the year, you know, they were exposed to. Um, and that's hard. That's hard to remember that because I remember I would fight it a lot. And, um, you know, I think uh, I will be completely transparent. I feel like part of me always burning some type of food is because I fight. I fight the thought of being able to cook for um, whoever crosses my path, you know, mm. predominantly um, a future partner. And so it's funny because I, I recognize that a lot of me resisting cooking and being in the kitchen is because how many times she had to cook for my dad. And, you know, it's something that we don't talk about and we don't put out there, right? That a lot of our conditioning and not asking for help probably comes from from what we were exposed to and the the um, subconscious narrative that is there. And when we recognize it and talk about it, we're able to break it, you know. And I'm not saying like that it's all bad. I know I have a lot of friends that love to cook and be in the kitchen, and that's 
amazing because I'm most likely going to be at their at their house eating the food. <laughs> <that they're cooking>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I just like the easier the dish I can make, like that's great because then there's no risk of burning it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it really does boil down to asking for help because, you know, there's no reason I'm going to use me as an example, which I've done plenty of times. You know, I go go to YouTube, you know, and look something up. I know there was tons of friends that had to FaceTime um, their mothers or their abuelitas to learn how to make tamales. Okay. <laughs> No. Let's just be real. Let's just bring it, okay? Yes. And so, <laughs> and so um, you know, I laugh because lots of times when I would tell my mom, okay, I'm gonna go and help you make tamales, she ends up kicking me out because she gets frustrated. <laughs> and so going on to YouTube and looking, I think it's okay. It's a way of asking for help, right? Without asking. And yeah. so, you know, there's <laughs> there's many ways. I um I challenged myself this Christmas to make uh, tamales de chocolate. I didn't know it was a thing. I had seen a post on Instagram and I followed the recipe on YouTube and they added um, coconuts and um, walnuts in inside, you know, to do the stuffing. I was pretty proud. They were really good. <laughs> <laughs> I would be proud too. It sounds delicious. It was good. It was good. But I just thought it was funny that I saw post after post, friend after friend, like admitting that they had to call their mothers and ask for the abuelitas, ¿Cómo se hacen los tamales? <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that's a great example of how we're just breaking those barriers and saying, hey, I want to keep this tradition alive. I don't know how to do it, but I want your help. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Norma. So do you have any advice for mothers when it comes to self-care? Because I know what stood out to me about what you said is that when you looked in the mirror and you kind of realized like, whoa, you know, I forgot about myself. And I know that for myself, one of the telltale signs for me is that I do not do my nails, which I have them done all the time. So when I look down and look at my nails, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> they need maintenance. So do you have any advice for moms that maybe they can be aware of when it comes to self-care? Yeah, that's great. Um, I think that, well, yeah, I mean, physically, I think is one. I mean, I think we all, if we really take a moment to, to kind of reflect, we can quickly identify like, oh, like, well, you know, when I do this, to me, this is a sign of stress. And we right. all know, but I think sometimes we have to revisit it, right? We have to yeah. relook and re-examine and say, well, what are, you know, what are the signs, you know, to look for? But I think definitely self-care, you know, physically can look different to, for everyone. I like to be fancy, so I know that if I'm... Um, wearing yoga pants, the same yoga pants, four days in a row, something is not right. <laughs> but, you right. know, that's that's one of them. But I think maybe also uh, when, uh, well, especially, you know, if you're a mom, I think that one red sign to look for, too, that's important is when your 
children frustrate you more than usual? I mean, it's it's hard to deal with, but when you kind of feel like every little thing they do is just driving you nuts, that's another sign of, wait, I need to fill my cup. Right. I need to take a step back and you know, take a break or go to my creative outlet or eat a bowl of chips, whatever we all have, you know, that thing that we, that we run to that helps us. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when, when that happens, when we feel like the tension and I think something we can feel tension in our bodies too. So when you're overly, you know, exhausted, uh, sleep, I think can be a big deal too, right? Your sleeping patterns, if you can't sleep. That's true. That too. So sleep. And yeah, those are pretty much the, the red flags. But like I said, I think we all can have good insight into ourselves. I think we have to remind ourselves though, to revisit those. Right. And I just would encourage people too to share that with, you know, if you have a partner to share those, uh, you know, with your partner, because that is another important thing that I did was that. Yeah, that's a good point. That, you know, I communicated that with, with my husband. I'm like, you know, when the house is way too out of control, when I'm behind on a lot of things in the house, my anxiety level goes like, right? So because he knows that now, we've kind of talked about it. And for him as well, like, I want to know his as well, because like I said, I mean, it's a partnership, right? We're, we're in this together. We're a team like, okay, you're on my team. I want to know from you as well. So we, we kind of discuss those and actually we help each other before we get, we try to help each other before we get to that point, if that makes sense. So right. he helps That's me before my really anxiety gets to a 10 because he knows if the house is way too messy, I'm gonna start to do that breathing. <laughs> it's not gonna be good. So, you know, he helps me, tells me to take a break and I do the same for him. Like we try to help each other before it gets to the point where it's escalated, so. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it's always kind of good to hear you know, those little things of what we can pay attention to, to help us recognize them, right? And, um, oh my goodness, Norma, we, I just can dive in so much more in this conversation. We haven't even touched on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to honor your time and we're coming to the end of our time together. So I want to give you the opportunity to share. Is there anything that you want to mention about what you're working on about yourself or that we didn't touch on um, with the audience? Yes, yeah, so I, um, I am working on trying to uh, have more content, you know, for my podcast, because I just started that as well as you all know. Yes, in that recap, I just started. So, um, so I'm, that's, one of my goals right now okay. is to keep focusing, you know, on content and kind of, um, I don't have like a specialized niche per se because I'm exploring and I think that's okay. I think sometimes yes. we have to explore. So I'm exploring. I love talking about motherhood, but I also love talking about 
uh, food and I love talking about dreaming big and I love talking about, you know, friendships. So I'm, I'm exploring and I, I learned, I used to think like, I'd be super like, you can't pursue your dreams until you have it all together. And you know what? I threw that out the window. And so I'm yes. like, you know what? I want a podcast and I don't know a hundred percent what my niche is, but I'm exploring and it's okay. Right. I'm just, I'm starting. And so there I am. So <laughs> I love it. And I'm super excited. Well, we're going to be cheering you on, Norma. I just can't wait to be able to walk alongside you and see that project evolve and help you figure out, you know, what your niche is or be able to help guide it anyway. So obviously, you know that that offer is there always. But I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I know that we're definitely going to have you back because we just got started at the tip of our conversation. And I know that there's so much more that we can dive into. But for now, let everyone know how they can connect with you too. Okay, so you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse. Okay. Ooh, Clubhouse. Oh, yes. <laughs> But um, on Instagram, I have two accounts going. Um, okay. You can find me as Norma Darnell. That's my personal account. Um, okay. You'll see lots of, I mean, you can find me there, but you'll see lots of cute boy pictures, <laughs> baby boy pictures. And that's okay. That's so yeah, nice. you'll see a little, <laughs> a little mix of the mom life, a little mix of about me. And then um, like the t-shirts. Um, the handle on Instagram is tease everything. Okay. Um, because again, I'm like, I don't have a specific I love niche it. of attire that I'm going to. I have a little bit of like motherhood, recovery, you know, I have a little bit of going on, just variety. So that's where All you right. can find me. Okay, I love it. And so for everyone who is watching or listening, we will put Norma's links on the show notes. So definitely um come back and look at the show notes so you can connect with her but until then thank you everyone for being a part of this conversation definitely continue the conversation you can find us on youtube twitter instagram facebook you name it we're there mm -hmm.